eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Spoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. Got a busy handful of days here coming up uh, from a Miami Hurricanes recruiting, talent acquisition standpoint. We have Legends Camp. We have Future 50, which is going to be held at IMG Academy for the some of the top players in the country for the 2025 class. And then from a numbers standpoint, Miami will be hosting its biggest official visit weekend of the summer with 20 expected official visitors uh, in Coral Gables this weekend. So we're here to dive into it all. And uh, Gabby, so let's start with Legends Camp, uh, which is formerly Paradise Camp, that it was rebranded under Mario Cristobal. So Legends Camp this year is going to be a Thursday morning start, about 11 o'clock start time. Um, camp, I expect, will go for a couple of hours. And, you know, just a general, Gabby, let's set the table for kind of what these all-star camps are becoming uh, under this new recruiting calendar. You know, to me, uh, these camps are morphing into showcases for the next cycle, so for rising juniors. Um, And and that's primarily due to uh, summer official visits now becoming more commonplace uh, for the rising seniors. So these rising seniors are worn out by this time of of the uh, June recruiting calendar. They've they've taken many official visits. Some competed out at Elite 11 slash OT7. Uh, out in California this past week. And so they've been uh, traveling all over the country. And in general, you know, I think these all-star camps, quote unquote, all-star camps 
are trending towards being more of a thing of the past for rising seniors. But I think that provides even more of an opportunity for rising juniors and an evaluation opportunity for schools that can get the best of the best rising juniors on campus. Would you agree with that take? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's exactly what it's becoming here. And I think it's a good thing because I think it kind of, I think we get super so hyper-focused on this official visit season, rightfully. We get so hyper-focused on the current class. And, you know, we're going to be looking back. I mean, we could probably say the same thing about this current cycle. Like we can look back to last year at some names that worked out at at Legends Camp that are probably at the, you know, at the forefront of what things are happening now. Like we're going to be looking back at this Legends Camp on Thursday and, you know, you look forward to next cycle and a lot of the names that we're going to be reading about or talking about or watching, evaluating are going to be some dudes that are going to be taking official visits to major programs this time next year. So I think it's a good kind of maybe change of pace in the calendar where it's like, hey, let's get an opportunity to focus on what's coming this next wave that's coming because you are forced now with the recruiting calendar like you were saying to be all in on this summer with uh you know trying to really build up your class i mean a lot of these kids are making july decisions so i think uh you know these camps what they're becoming you'll get the 2024s working you know the current cycle class working out like you'll get maybe one or two guys uh occasionally where it's like okay cool let's see how this goes but i think you know like the days are gone of, you know, the Devonte Smith, Darnell Washington and Mark Pope. And, you know, like where it's just like these super, like you look at like the paradise camp all-star list that I know, I know Ivan's put together some really good ones during his time here, like the all paradise teams or, you know, whatever the case is like, I don't know how much more of that we're going to get, um, you know, at least in, you know, the current cycle that we're in. So uh, still, I think it's a really cool event and I'm excited, man. I think it's, you know, it's shaping up to be, uh, I think pretty good and uh, for Miami. So I think there's going to be a lot to be excited about uh, on Thursday. Money can be the root of all evil when you don't understand it. A couple of bad decisions shouldn't continue to affect us years later, and the path to recovery shouldn't be as painful as the regret. Everyone at some point needs help with their financial situation, and Pride Financial can lend that helping hand. Pride Financial offers a patient and judgment-free environment and will provide you with the knowledge and power you need to realize your dreams. Once they identify your goals, they will guide you to the finish line, holding your hand every step of the way. Repairing and building credit is only the first step. They'll educate you on a variety of banking and financial institutions, what resources they offer, and how to maximize funding for your financial needs. Gain access to a vast network of realtors and licensed dealers to receive outstanding deals on prime real estate and the newest vehicles to fit your lifestyle. They even offer education and services to assist those more involved on the business side of things. Text 305-393-7698 or email globalchoice__consulting at yahoo.com to book a free consultation with Pride Financial, and let's take pride in our finances. This episode is also brought to you by Midway Sports, your one-stop shop for all of your sporting good needs, located just two miles south of the University of Miami. This locally owned small business has everything you would need to gear up for every sport. Their stocked up men's, women's, and kids selections has you and your family covered for all of your outdoor needs. Use promo code SMOKE15 for 15% off your online order at MidwaySports.com.
So while there might not be a ton of depth in terms of elite 2024 prospects working out at Paradise Camp, we do know of one big timer that's planning to participate, and it's a pretty big deal. Tell us about this developing situation. Yeah, uh, Kamarian Franklin, the five-star defensive lineman out of Lake Cormorant in Mississippi, uh, took an official visit the first weekend of June. He he tweets on Tuesday night. I was already asleep, man. I saw this thing at one in the morning when my baby girl woke up crying. Uh, but so uh, I, I he tweets on Tuesday night that he's gonna that he's canceling his LSU official visit uh, for this coming weekend, and then quickly follows up with I am going back down to Miami this week. Uh, so, you know, or like he said, oh, I will be at Miami tomorrow. So Wednesday, uh, today, uh, from my understanding, he's going to be at campus around one o'clock PM early afternoon, uh, going to hang out really over the course of the day. But then Thursday, uh, you know, again, Thursday morning is when camp is, he's, he's going to, you know, lace up the cleats and he's going to work out for Jason Taylor. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be privately or if he's just going to go through the entire camp. I'm sure there's going to be an individual portion of this whole workout. Uh, with uh, Kamarian Franklin. So super pumped about that. I mean, this is, it's definitely a treat, uh, you know, this summer, again, just kind of going back to all the things we've talked about with how this camp season goes to get the opportunity to watch a big time dude. I mean, a guy that's in our top 32, a five-star prospect for us here at 24 seven sports um, to watch him kind of go. And again, this is one of Miami's top, top guys, someone they definitely want to add to this class. So I think it's one telling that he wants to come down and work out for Jason Taylor and two that, you know, it's just going to kind of happen because a lot of these big time guys, like, you know, a lot of these guys don't really want to work out. Like, you know, these guys are being highly recruited. Uh, Everyone kind of knows who they are. Everyone kind of wants them. You know, they don't really have much else to prove. So to watch someone kind of, you know, make make it a point to come down and and do all that stuff to me, that shows a lot about kind of like that that competitive spirit and, uh, you know, really just. it it, kind of tells me that they're really trying to learn about what it's like to work with Jason Taylor and kind of get a feel for that. So I think it's a, it's a tell of the legitimate interest and maybe even taking that next step of that interest of, Hey, let me like, I really like everything else, but let me get coached up by this guy and uh, let me see, uh, you know, if we're a good fit, if this is a good fit for me, if this is someone I could see myself, uh, you know, developing under for the next three to four years. So I think it's awesome that Kamarian Franklin's going to work out. I think that's probably going to, that's definitely going to be, I think the, you know, yep. the headline of, of Thursday's legends camp. And just off the top of your head, this will mark the what visit for Mr. Franklin to Miami third, yeah. fourth. It's going to be four. It's going to be the fourth. So he took the, I think the, okay. the first visit was elite prospect day in January. Uh, he took right. a second unofficial visit during the spring sometime, official visit first weekend of June, and now back again for Legends Camp. So fourth visit. I mean, that's that's how you that's how you want to draw it up, right? I know that's how right. these guys want to draw it up. So it's encouraging. Uh, super, super. And I know you said so he took his official visit to Miami that first weekend of June, that June second weekend. And back then the vibe was Tennessee was the top competition, right? And I think maybe, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you might've even hinted like, yeah, Tennessee might be the team to beat at this stage. Is that still the vibe? What, where would you say things are at? Right. Cause he already has visited Tennessee. Yeah, he's, he's just off coming off it. Right. Yeah. Fresh off that Tennessee visit. Yeah. I think a lot of people still feel like Tennessee's kind of like that school to watch. You know, I think the intrigue of the sec is of course there just him being a Mississippi kid. You got Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and there Ole Miss is a school he worked out for. Also, he also worked out for Auburn. 
Um, I think Miami is really one of the only, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to review it, but I think Miami is the only non sec school that I think he's strongly considering. Um, I think so, Florida state might be in there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think bit. like, yeah, maybe a little bit, but you know, I, I mean, I, I mean, I think this is, I think really Tennessee is probably still viewed as maybe that team to be, I think Miami wants to kind of drag this off. Like Miami's like, not like if they're trying to continue to kind of keep him like, you know, thinking about this thing. Cause I think if Kamarian Franklin announced a commitment date tomorrow and said, Hey, I'm ready to go. Um, you know, I think maybe there would still be a feeling that Tennessee would probably be the pick, but I think the more, I think Miami is that one school that maybe keeps giving him a little bit more to think about. Uh, I think Ole Miss again, definitely in there. I think Auburn's definitely in there, but just the feeling I'm getting, I mean, at least the feeling from, you know, from Miami's perspective is that they feel like their biggest comp- competitor is Tennessee and they're working hard to get him off of that. So uh, I, I I think they are feeling good about how this week, uh, you know, these next two days could potentially go and how much that could, again, help them uh, kind of make that progress on Tennessee. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the Vols are still the one I'm watching closest. He canceled his LSU visit this weekend. Does that mean he's going to be in Miami for quite a bit or are you unsure of how long he's in South Florida for? Yeah, so I'm. I they. I heard that he. I mean, he's camping, and I think he's leaving sometime in the afternoon. Like I, I think this is a quick. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe I don't know. I don't want to say exactly twenty four hours, but roughly a twenty four hour visit. It's it's mostly to camp on Thursday. He's gonna spend plenty of time around these guys on Wednesday, sure. and be around the school, be around the guys. Uh, from that time in January, David, we saw him hanging out with Samson Ock and Lola. Uh, a couple of the other, you know, early enrollee freshmen definitely looked like he fit in and belonged uh, physically. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of that stuff. Uh, you know, they can do all the unofficial stuff so they can probably go to lunch as long as it's within a mile, a mile radius campus, all that good stuff. So, you know, I'm sure it'll be a fun, a nice fun Wednesday and then, you know, get to work Thursday, uh, and then get back home by, you know, Thursday evening. So Mr. Franklin's definitely going to be the headliner in terms of guys who work out at paradise camp. I asked you for a few talking points, or sorry, led paradise. I call it paradise camp legends camp. Now uh, I asked you for a, t- a few talking points going into this legends camp, Gabby. And so, uh, you know, wherever you want to take this now, I guess what is kind of piquing your interest going into this Thursday camp? Yeah. For me, it's just like, you know, I feel like, I feel like uh, this legends camp always kind of opens the door to who just kind of shows up. Right. And like, what I mean by that is like, who locally, which of these big local names just end up walking through the doors. So, I mean, the the past two Legends camps that I've, that I've been a part of, well, I guess since, since I've been here, um, you know, the first year, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. and Earl Little Jr. both were, were not expected to compete. I don't even think they were on the visitors list that I got. Both those guys ended up, you know, again, lacing them up. Uh, going through drills, uh, doing all that stuff. I know that there was one year there that uh, Brandon Innes, um, you know, Mark Fletcher, it might it might have been the same year that all those guys ended up just, it was Mark Fletcher, it was Brandon Innes, Tamari Brown, a bunch of those guys ended up just kind of showing up and, and hanging right. around and, and just being around the, the guys and all that stuff. So my thing is like, which of the local dudes are going to come and, and work out? Or I don't even know if work out or just show up and watch, you know, even if it's just kind of kick it and all those types of things. So that's one thing I'm kind of eyeing is just really like, uh, and when I say that, I mean like the class of 2024 guys. So the current cycle guys, like is Jeremiah Smith again, he has that official visit starting on Friday. Does he just kind of show up in Coral Gables and watch and 
all that stuff. Chance Robinson, you know, someone that's committed to the school and all that stuff that's right down the road. Is he going to come by? Um, so just kind of those types of prospects. I'm kind of curious if we're going to see some of those guys just go and and hang out. That's probably one of the things I'm looking looking towards. And then you mentioned, you know, we we opened this discussion with 2025s, how this is a big evaluation opportunity for rising juniors. Um, I know Miami doesn't like to, or they, they're secretive in some ways with who they're expecting to come work out. They don't want to build up something and then have a player not show up. But are there names that you've kind of maybe heard that that you're interested in watching compete at Legends Camp? Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a there's definitely a couple that I mean, really, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be pretty good. You know, like I don't have every single name that's gonna be there. Um, a few that stand out, just like specifically in the in the defensive backfield. Um, Bryce Fitzgerald, he's a 2025 at Belen Jesuit. I mean, I, I, a lot of the reviews coming out of the seven on seven circuit is that he's, he's legit. Uh, Chris Ewald is a top two, four, seven cornerback committed to Michigan out of Shamanag Madonna. He's going to be there working out a couple more top two, four, seven prospects in the 2025 class locally, Ben Hanks and Antonio branch. Um, you know, so there, there's going to be, I think there's not, I, I th- I'm expecting there to be a good amount of, of guys rolling through, um, I know the the defensive backfield crop looks really, really good. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on at the skill position. Uh, KJ Duff uh, is a 2024 that some expect to work out. I'm not sure. I just got a call just right before we hopped on this podcast. I'm not sure if KJ Duff is even going to come down uh, to work out. I don't think that that's something that was able to kind of get lined up. Um, so, I mean, there, there's definitely a few, but look, I mean, this is always an event that's, that that kind of attracts the right guys. I remember a couple of years ago, David Hicks, uh, who again was a rising junior at that time. No one was really even like, you know, I don't know. I feel like we had a kind of an idea of who he was, but no one was like, Oh, David Hicks, like elite dude. He ends up being like the top ranked defensive lineman in the country, total freak show, um, all that stuff. So, I mean, I think that legends camp is going to produce, there's going to be names that pop in that were maybe we're not even expecting that are going to steal the show. So I would just say, you know, locked in. Hopefully by the end of the evening here on Wednesday, I'll have a, a group of names that I could maybe share that would be more helpful. But still, I mean, I think if what they're expecting in the, in the secondary is any indication of what's kind of coming at other spots, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a fun day. I'm ask you this just from like a follow-up stand-up or standpoint, right? Um, during Monday's podcast, we talked about Trevor Jackson the three-star quarterback out of West Orange High School in uh, in Central Florida. He's a guy that is, uh, you know, had a solid showing at the Elite 11 Finals this past weekend. Um, is a guy that is picking up some Power 5 interest around the country. Uh, it sounds like he has some interest in Miami. It sounded like Miami would have liked to have, would like to see him throw at legends camp to evaluate him. Is there any new developments there with the Trevor Jackson situation in Miami? Yeah, I, I checked in on, I checked in on Tuesday, uh, you know, just, I mean, just, I guess yesterday, the day before recording this. And from what I understand, there hasn't been much communication between Miami and Trevor Jackson at that point. I don't think that there was an expectation for him to throw on Thursday. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to check. I'm going to follow up again today to, 
to double check that, but I, I'm not expecting Trevor, Trevor Jackson to, to throw up my, at, uh, at Legends Camp on Thursday right now. Currently, we'll see if that changes over the course of the day. Um, so we'll see. Uh, one thing that I did, what that I was able to kind of gather is that there, there seems to be a group of quarterbacks that I think that they're excited about. Uh, you know, there's going to be some arms there. I don't know exactly who those arms are going to be yet, but um, I think that there is going to be, you know, potentially multiple, uh, you know, maybe 2025, 2026 quarterbacks who uh, I think are, you know, definitely, uh, you know, that excite Miami that are going to be at uh, Legends Camp. So again, still working on getting together those names, but uh, from what I've been able to, what I've, from what I've been able to gather, it, uh, it seems like there are going to be some, some arms again, maybe some younger ones that we don't know a ton about right now, but maybe we will by Thursday afternoon. So, um, you know, that that's my latest update on that situation. All right. Good stuff. We will uh, take a break. Uh, again, uh, it's going to be a busy few days here from a recruiting standpoint, I believe 24 seven is offering a 50% off annual subscription deal at this point in the month of June. So take advantage of that and follow along legends camp. Uh, live updates. We will be there and we will be providing as many updates as possible from that event, from Future 50, and then of course, Sunday wrapping up some of the official visits. So let's take a break here, Gabby. And then on the other side, we will discuss a big group of official visitors expected in Coral Gables. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we are back, Gabby. 20 expected official visitors at our current count. Um, and, and really, I think the way I just want to handle this is we'll just go right down the list in order of ranking. Uh, so highest rank, ranked guy, guys expected to uh, visit. And we will save the committed players for the end. Just group them all together. And if there's any anything notable to pass on about the committed players, we will get to that then. But so let's start with the headliner from a recruiting ranking standpoint, Mr. Jeremiah Smith, the five-star wide receiver out of Shamanon Madonna Prep, 6'3", 200, number three overall player in the country, according to the composite ranking, uh, committed to Ohio State, of course. He's already visited there. He's also visited Florida and Georgia. Uh, he is an, a, an elite prospect at wide receiver. Will definitely be a wide receiver one wherever he goes. Um, how are you viewing this? 
weekend's visit with Miami and Jeremiah Smith? Yeah, to me, this weekend is just about, I don't know. To me, it's just, just, just see, see where this goes. Uh, you know, I think this is one of those situations where you have to kind of just keep Jeremiah Smith around the program as often as possible. Uh, you know, I think that, I mean, he's obviously committed to Ohio state. He's doing his homework. I mean, he's doing plenty of homework. I mean, he's going on a ton of visits. He's going and checking out other guys. Um, you know, again, I, I think as long as that Buckeyes core kind of stays together with Brian Hartline, uh, you know, Ryan, I, I mean, I expect him to go to Ohio state and, uh, you know, but the only way Miami's going to even get him to consider staying home, I think is by getting it done. I've said this about Ellis Robinson, uh, and where Miami kind of stands in that recruitment where they're kind of around a lot, but where does it actually stand? I feel like they're very similar. Whereas if Miami's going to even have Jeremiah Smith consider even thinking about flipping to Miami, it's going to have to be because this, the, the, these guys go on an absolute run in 2023, which, Hey, I mean, maybe, I mean, it, it's possible. I, I like what they, you know, I think we're both kind of encouraged about what they've done so far. Do we think that this is a 10, 10 win team? Maybe not. Um, but what's it going to take again, not really sure, but I think this is one of those situations. He's too close to home. He's too elite to just not do whatever you got to do to kind of recruit him. So just kind of keep pushing, keep kind of chopping wood and, uh, kind of see where everything falls. If you guys, uh, you know, if they do what they got to do in the fall. So, um, that's kind of my best read on this situation. I mean, I don't expect Jeremiah Smith to flip to Miami now or later if I'm being quite honest. Um, I think maybe the school that has the best chance to flip him is maybe someone like Georgia. Uh, but look, I mean, you got to get him in. You got to do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, I mean, I know that Miami's going to, you know, do, you know, say the right thing, strike the right chords over the weekend. It's a great visit. And uh, that's just the steps you have to take if you want to give yourself a chance uh, with, with Jeremiah Smith long term. Yeah, building on your point with Ohio State, and obviously he is tight with Brian Hartline, who's best wide receiver coach in the country, now has that offensive coordinator title there. It also seems like Jeremiah is pretty tight with their quarterback commit, Air Nolan. Um, so, of course, he was uh, a guy Miami was targeting heavily. It came down to Ohio State and Miami, and Air Nolan picked Ohio State. So uh, that's one thing to note. Um, <clears throat> I will say this, you know, and, and this doesn't just mainly speak to Jeremiah Smith. This speaks to like an elite outside wide receiver one type of guy, which Jeremiah Smith is the best one of that in this class. But when I think about the future of the Miami offense, you know, I, and, and if you are all in as a program on Jakari Brown, I think you have to, have to, have to, have to, do whatever it takes to land a wide receiver one that is clearly a dude. And Jeremiah Smith, again, is that guy. But if you start projecting out the offense to 2024, 2025, I think, Gabby, this offense can be very well-rounded, very dynamic with a guy like Jakari Brown as the trigger man. Uh, the backfield, the running back room is better and deeper. The offensive line is going to be much better. The tight end room has talent. I think slot receiver is in really good shape with Ray Ray, Ray, Ray Joseph and uh, Robbie Washington. Um, the one element I think that's missing 
if you're all in on Jakari Brown is that outside wide receiver, one guy that can go, go make a play on his own. Um, and I think that type of receiver can help build the confidence of a guy in Jakari who has to be on an improving trajectory as a passer. Um, and if that, if you go get that guy, a guy like a Jeremiah Smith, again, it's going to be hard to get Jeremiah Smith, but a guy like him, whether that's Ryan Wingo, et cetera, et cetera, then I think that's that type of offense. Cause you, you mix all of that along with Jakari's dynamic running ability. Um, defenses are really going to struggle to contain. So, um, that's my rant. I know. I agree. I think J- Jeremiah is going to be tough to pull uh, away from Ohio State in general, no matter who the program is. But number one, you never know how a season's going to go. Um, and, you know, in terms of how Ohio State season's going to go. Number two, I think you're right. If Miami does surprise some people, it opens the door for elite players like Jeremiah Smith. So before we move on, David, I have one. Like, so if you're Miami, right, you're picking the host, the player host for a guy like Jeremiah Smith, are you throwing one of these receivers with them? Or do you tell Jakari Brown, like, hey, I need you to kind of like, if, again, if you're, for me. You're, you're selling the future, right? Like you're selling yeah. the offense. And if Jakari Brown is the future of your offense, who better to, again, it's maybe it's not traditional. Again, I don't know how these things go. Maybe people do this all the time. I, I, I would have no idea. But to me, if I'm Miami, I'm saying Jakari, like you're yes. coming on this visit. And I want to, I will say this, like I, something I heard recently that I, that I'm pretty encouraged by is that I don't know, I don't, maybe you told me this, David, or maybe I, maybe I heard it from someone else, but it seems like there are players on the team who are more encouraged and more willing to volunteer to go on these official visits. Did you tell me that? Or did no. I hear that from someone? Else? No, no. All right, so then I, then I, I thought I'd heard that from like, just someone like in the program, like, there it's not like they're having to go chase kids like hey can you come do this official visit like come on man we really need you it's like there are young kids on this team that are going out and 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 are volunteering and being like hey like let me help you guys out do you guys need any help this official visit weekend because you know like these young especially this young group of guys like they're going out and they're hosting like their potential replacements like guys that can pass them up on the depth chart one day because they know that they need those guys to take the program to where they want to be stuff that's alpha yeah. dog stuff. I mean, and that's what, that's, what's happening here. Like that's, yeah. that's what's happening at Miami. Like, again, especially with these young group of guys, like these front, like these true freshmen are like, yeah, let me go. Like Nathaniel Joseph, like wanted to host, uh, you know, Tank Hawkins, like Tank Hawkins plays the same position. Like he's explosive, like all that stuff. Like, you know, but that, I think that mentality is super encouraging. And like, I think if you're Jakari Brown, like Jakari Brown would have no issue being like, like Coach, issue. let me, like, yeah. let, let, like I will host Jeremiah Smith. Like I'll, I'll stick him at the hit and, you know, I'll be with him all week. And like, I think those are the things that you do as a program that give you a chance. Cause again, I, and I, you've said this so many times, David, like the way you sell these top elite wide receivers is by selling Jakari Brown. Like you have to sell these, tell these kids that this, that Jakari Brown is the future of your offense. This is your future quarterback. And I think if you put Jakari Brown with some of these kids, I mean, he has an infectious personality. He's an awesome dude. He's a, physical specimen freak athlete like i think it's an easy sell i mean again I so there's too. a lot that there's a lot that goes into it and you know he has other these kids have great options but if i'm miami i mean jakari brown's the first one i'm going to be like hey but hey man like we need you to stick with jeremiah smith and i don't think jakari hesitates for a second and he goes yes. and, and he does that all weekend long so just my extra two cents i agree i think that that's what needs to happen and i think a guy like like 
like Jeremiah Smith compliments any quarterback, right? But I think a guy, I think Jeremiah Smith and Jakari Brown would complement each other because with those two guys on the field together, defenses have to decide, okay, are we bringing a heavy box Mm -hmm. to limit Jakari's running ability? And then that leaves you one-on-one Jeremiah Smith. Or are we going to try and take Jeremiah Smith out of the game? And that allows Jakari Brown to paper cut you to death with his rushing ability, with those opportunities. So um, anyways, we'll see. Again, it's not even about Jeremiah Smith, although I agree. I think Jakari should be the host of Jeremiah, et cetera, et cetera. Just a wide receiver one in the ballpark of Jeremiah Smith, I think is a huge, huge, huge must-get type of guy if you're all in on the Chikari Brown thing, which I do think the program is right now. So, um, all right, next guy, Jalen Hayward, who is also, who's another prospect committed elsewhere. He's committed to Georgia. He has visited already Georgia and UCF. He is a top 100 player. According to the composite, he comes from Rockledge High School in the Space Coast area of Florida. 511 and a half 180 he's listed in the database as a safety i think you've you've made it clear that miami kind of likes him as a corner is that number one is that still the case gabby yeah miami likes jalen hayward as a cornerback so what do we need to know going into this visit with hayward because miami's been chopping wood this whole time and and i think it's fair to say you kind of hint like hey this might this might be doable at the end of the cycle yeah, I think this is very doable. And I think Miami's approaching this like it's doable. I, I think he's, they view him as someone who is flippable. Um, again, that's not just, that's not saying like, we're going to flip him. They feel like he is flippable. Uh, they've done a lot of, a, a lot of really good work here. Uh, I think they've done a really good job with the family. I think they've done a, re- lot, a, a lot of really good things with Jalen Hayward himself. Uh, he's been, he's been around multiple times. He was down when they did that first pull party, when David Stone, Dylan Stewart, all those guys were down visited in the spring with his family look he's looking around too he took an official visit to UCF um a couple weekends ago maybe I don't know if it was last weekend maybe it was the weekend before um but he's look I mean he's he's looking around um I think Miami's done as good of a job recruiting him as anybody maybe more, even more so than Georgia at this point where we're at in this summer and look I think this weekend is kind of just their push to go all in like this is the weekend that you kind of make that move that you you know, you try to complete everything that you've been kind of working towards. And, um, you know, again, I, I've always been un, in like under the belief that uh, Miami has a very, very good shot at, at getting Jalen Hayward in this class. And I think this weekend could go a long way in helping them accomplish that. So that's again, I think this is one. I think this is going to be one of the primary storylines of the weekend is can Miami flip Jalen Hayward? And Miami needs, frankly, they need to level up their cornerback recruiting. And Jalen could be that that crown jewel of this class as they uh, they look to land elite level prospects. And I think they just need numbers too, high school numbers uh, in the secondary in general. Um, next player is tight end Caleb Odom. He goes number 68 overall in the country, according to the composite. He is out of Carrollton High School in the state of Georgia. 6'5", 215, ultra-athletic tight end, uh, you know, could probably get away as a wide receiver in some looks of an offense. Uh, But Gabby, he seems to be a guy, just my read on him, seems to be a guy that likes the process, likes his most recent visit, uh, 
He's picked up crystal balls for Ole Miss and Alabama after uh, taking some visits, I think, to those schools. He has visited uh, Bama. He has officially visited Bama, Florida, Auburn, and Texas A&M. I know maybe at one point in the month of May, Gabby, there was a feeling from a Miami standpoint that, hey, Caleb Odom might be the lead tight end for Miami in this recruiting class in terms of we think we can get him. Uh, how would you describe where Miami stands right now with Caleb Odom? Yeah, I think it's big that they're going to get their kind of their shot, right? And we've talked about, uh, you know, guys like Kamari and Franklin and the multiple visits. This is going to be Caleb Odom's third time uh, at Miami. Miami's not just, you know, across the street uh, like some of these SEC schools are. Uh, you know, it, it's you got it's very intentional. Uh, I think Cody Woodhill's done a really good job. There was a point maybe earlier in the summer or maybe late spring where I really felt like Miami was, uh, you know, really potentially the school to beat. But then I right. kind of started getting the same vibes as you, David, where it's just like, all right, then he visited Ole Miss and Ole Miss kind of became the school and uh, Alabama visited and that was a great visit. And then Alabama kind of became the school. Um, I, I think coming into the trip, uh, even when those Alabama crystal balls starting to roll, start to roll in, I kind of told our, you know, our subs that inside the U, like, hey, Miami still like feels like they're going to get their opportunity that last weekend of June. I think that this, I, I think this is a huge, huge visit because, uh, you know, I think it could potentially be his last of the summer. Maybe it's his last of the process. I don't know what his decision, his timeline is right now, but I think this is going to be an opportunity for Miami to maybe have that last impression. And uh, that could go a long way. Just again, kind of you, you meant just kind of talking, highlighting the way the that this recruitment has kind of flowed. Uh, I think he kind of wants to hear that he's a receiver. I think that's what makes like Ole Miss really enticing. I think that's what makes uh, Florida enticing just because, you know, that's just kind of the situation they're pitching uh, at Alabama. I mean, I think it's a little bit different. I mean, they're I think they're telling him, you know, more like a flex tight end, which is what Miami's kind of selling. But then it's Alabama. Uh, so I think uh, Miami just kind of has to continue to hammer home like you're going to be a pass catching tight end. You're going to you're a mismatch kind of, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage, you know, you know, lined up a bit tighter. Maybe you could we could flex you out all those types of things. So I think it's kind of just about maybe rewording your messaging and how you're kind of using him to kind of make it feel like he's going to be one of those, um, you know, more like way more of a receiving target, which really is the plan anyways, but maybe reinforcing that. Uh, while also expressing to him that, hey, you if you bulk up and you kind of become a willing blocker, uh, you could also just be an absolute freak show, you know, kind of you know, getting closer to the line of scrimmage, like a little bit lined up a little bit tighter. So, um, you know, I, I think Miami has a shot here because I think they're a school that's done, you know, a really good job just recruiting him, uh, you know, since they offered. I'd show him a lot of David Njoku highlights because yeah. I think they're similar players at the same stage. So... Uh, Najoku, of course, tight end at Miami, but an explosive tight end. He would, he would, uh, they'd give him some bubble screens and he would break them for long touchdowns at the tight end position. So I think, uh, I think Caleb Odom is a similar type of athlete. Uh, next player to, to touch on Marquise Lightfoot, the defensive end out of Kenwood Academy in Chicago, Illinois. He goes 6'5, 220. He is a top 100 recruit, according to the composite, number 70 overall. He picked up some uh, some Ohio State crystal balls after visiting there on June 9th. He also has visited USC and his home state program of Illinois. Um, 
Gabby, we've mentioned how Miami wants to sign the best defensive line class in the country. This is another top 100 defensive lineman that the Hurricanes will host. What do we need to know here? Miami loves Marquise Lightfoot. Uh, you know, they they got him down, I think, quickly for an unofficial visit. I think it was like a, maybe a couple hours. Uh, but I think that one visit really pushed Miami kind of into that prime contention, um, you know, just with a lot of these other schools, USC, Ohio State's in there. Ohio State kind of started picking up some crystal balls. Uh, Marquise Lightfoot tweeted out, I'm not committed anywhere. I think Miami does feel like he's still relatively open. And I do think that this weekend could be a big one because I think he's one of those guys that kind of like, is mesmerized by the Jason Taylor factor and the idea of potentially working under the NFL Hall of Famer. A lot of these guys are, but I think Marquise Lightfoot specifically. And I know even coming in, you know, before last official visit week in the one with Justin Scott, Kevin Riley, um, you know, just kind of in a, you know, the, of the VIP notebook thing I did coming out of that second official visit weekend into the third. Uh, Marquise Lightfoot was someone they're really excited to get down because they feel like, you know, he's someone that they could potentially get. And yeah, look, you're going, you're in a big time, you know, recruiting battle with a school that's maybe closer to home, like Ohio State and USC, who's doing a fantastic job, uh, you know, recruiting nationally. Uh, but I think Miami feels like he's someone that's within reach, uh, someone that could potentially be in this class. I mean, there's not many pass rushers that they like more uh, than Marquis Lightfoot. So I think this is a huge visit. I think this is a huge, huge visit uh, for for Miami to, again, kind of maybe not re not like reaffirm themselves, I guess, maybe reaffirms a fine word, but uh, you know, just kind of really just continue to climb the ladder as he works towards a decision. I think he's getting closer. And I, I think Miami feels like a good visit could go a long way. Attention business owners. I'm going to say three words you've probably heard of by now. Employee retention credit. If you're a business owner with W2 employees and you haven't explored this program, you need to schedule a call with our friends at Foreman Law Offices, ASAP. The employee retention credit can put thousands of dollars back into the hands of business owners. However, the rules are complex and have changed many times since the inception of the program. You need to have a qualified law firm with experience in the ERC. Evaluate this for your business. You won't owe them a dime until you get paid. All you have to do is go to erclawyers.com and fill out the short questionnaire to schedule a call with their team. Two minutes may be worth thousands of dollars for your business. Get it done today. erclawyers.com. Tell them TTS sent you for Through the Smoke. Are you a business owner or manager in need of seasonal or temporary staff? Let the folks at LT Pro Enterprises assist. The folks at LT Pro Enterprises can help you find laborers for your business in the state of Florida with an expanding footprint to other states as well. Reach out to Lionel Torres at torreslionel1, the number one, at gmail.com. LT Pro Enterprises, your source for all of your staffing and labor needs. The Star Horton Group is a real estate company that covers all of Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Born and raised in Miami, Star is committed to growing his clients' wealth and securing their futures. One of the top realtors in the state, Star knows the ins and outs of the market to make sure his clients get the best possible value when they sell or buy. If you're looking to buy or sell or know someone who is, call or text Star directly at 
4661. And here's the beauty. When you refer someone to Star, he will donate $250 to the Miami Hurricanes Athletic Fund in your name upon the closing of the deal. So to have a great real estate experience and help our Canes, call or text Star today at 561-573-4661. Next guy to touch on is Isindre Afua. Comes out of O'Day High School in Seattle, Washington. Massive interior offensive lineman, 6'4". He's listed at 310. To me, he looks bigger than that. Uh, but if he's 310, that's that's encouraging. Number 98 overall player in the country. So another top 100 player that is visiting this weekend. Uh, he's, I believe he would be the highest rated offensive lineman visiting this summer. Uh, he's visited Texas A&M and Utah already. Gabby, can Miami reel him in and make him the gem of this year's class after landing a couple of star offensive tackles last year? And so, you know, to me, you know, look, you want to stack every position every year, but to me, it's important for Miami to kind of get a stud interior offensive lineman if we're projecting the future of the offensive line. Yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a great way to put it. I mean, they locked in kind of like their pillar tackles. And I think, uh, you know, they think, I, I think now locking up that interior is a big deal. And I think uh, a fool would go a long way towards helping him do that. They love Tommy Kinsler, David, which, right. you know, we both, we both know that they believe Tommy Kinsler is, could be a big part of the future. And as Cooper obviously is too, but I think a yep. is kind of that guy that's like next in line. Like this guy could also be a big, big time, uh, you know, guard for us. Uh, Miami's done a great job recruiting him. He got down again in the spring. Um, he was the first, Miami was the first school he locked in an official visit with that ended up getting reshuffled to get him in this last weekend, which I'm actually more encouraged about, you know, yeah. getting him in this weekend rather than the weekend before and him shuffling it so that Miami got the last official visit weekend. I think that's a good tell. Uh, just what I've heard kind of coming into the visit. I think Miami still feels really good about where they're at there. You mentioned Texas A&M and Utah as some of the other schools uh, in the mix there. And uh, I, I think that this is a, a huge weekend for Afua. I, I, again, I think kind of coming into the summer, they felt like this is, uh, you know, Brandon Baker, of course, is probably right. the top overall offensive lineman on the board. And uh, I think they feel like, you know, again, playing long game there, fall, all that fun stuff with Brandon Baker. Um, but Afua is, you know, right up there as like kind of the the, the top needs in this class. So yeah, there, there's a, I think it's a huge offensive line weekend uh, just because of what the room, the, the class looks like so far and the opportunity with a guy like Afua. And uh, again, I just think the overall talent, I, I think he he's kind of got it. And look, I mean, Miami's snagged talent from the Pacific Northwest. This isn't like foreign territory. Okay. Got Jaden Wayne out of, I mean, really the same area. Last cycle got Riley Williams out of Portland and Oregon. Uh, so Miami's not afraid to go out there. Uh, they invested resources towards you know, you, you got two spring, you can go see a prospect twice in the spring during that evaluation period. They went up to Seattle twice to go see a FUA. Uh, so, I mean, Miami's all in on trying to get them on board this class. So I think that this is a, a great opportunity for them. And this will be his second time. In, yeah, this will UF. be his second time. Yep. Okay. Uh, next to talk about is Xavier Mincy, Zay Mincy out of mainland high school in Daytona beach, Florida, six, three, one eighty long, physical safety. He is the number 135 overall player in the country, according to the composite. Big three battle, it seems like, Gabby, here. Mm -hmm. He's already visited Florida and Florida State. 
Miami gets the last shot. I kind of like where Florida's at kind of coming into the weekend. I think Florida's done a really good job recruiting him. Um, I know my, all right. So Miami already has the safety and Isaiah Thomas uh, on board. I think they probably go one more. Uh, Zay Mincy is absolutely a part of, you know, the plans. They, they like Zay Mincy a lot. Um, but I, I mean, just my personal read on the situation, I think Zayquan Patterson is probably like the safety at the very, very top of the board. Um, so I, I, let's, I, I'm curious how, like what the kind of the vibe is coming off this weekend, because, um, you know, I think it's big that Miami is getting his final official visit weekend. Miami has been recruiting him hard. Um, but I mean, Florida is a school that I believe leads on the crystal ball. Um, no, I guess no crystal balls projections yet, but I think, uh, I, I think Florida is, is in a really good spot and I'm curious where Miami kind of goes this week. I think at one point they thought he could maybe play corner. I think they've kind of pivoted back to, yeah, he's probably a safety, um, yeah. and I'm wondering if they, if, if the visit goes well, just like how it would kind of shift the overall situation. Um, but right now I would probably lean towards maybe Mincy ending up in Gainesville, maybe even at Florida state. Um, but we'll see, maybe, maybe he changes this weekend. Octavius Jones is a defensive tackle. Love this guy. Bluntstown, Florida, kind of near the panhandle, kind of near Tallahassee, uh, number 160 the overall player in the country he has visited only UCF at this point in terms of official visits he is you know I think FSU Tennessee also kind of involved there too Miami had him at one of their elite prospect days right and they were blown away by how he was just messing around throwing down dunks right Uh, as an athletic jumbo athlete his tape is a lot of fun they give him opportunities i think as like a little fullback h-back yeah. type of player so uh impressive athlete at 63280 what do we need to know here yeah i mean this is a prospect that my, i mean miami loves i think they're kind of mesmerized by just because of that position versatility like i mean like not saying that this is the plan at all but like there's some people that think he would be like a big, like, like, a, a like all American center, you know, like they think he's just that type of athlete that he can just, he's just the kind of like the complete package. Um, he could play multiple spots along the defensive line. Uh, he, again, he, he's a freak athlete. They're talking about like, you're talking about all that stuff, like during the photo shoot, just kind of did a casual, like no stretching, nothing just did like one of those, like under the leg photos of, you know, just casually leaping. And, you know, they were just blown away by the bounce that he kind of has naturally. And he's still a super raw prospect. He's like a, you know, he's a big, he's a, he's a weightlifter at the high school level level. He does. I think he throws um, the shot put, um, you know, I think he plays some basketball like this guy's just, and I, I don't even think that he scratched the surface of really what he's going to be. And I think that's what has a lot of people extremely uh, encouraged and excited about him. So uh, I kind of, I kind of like consider him sort of a wild card just because his recruitment's in a weird spot, like UCF's the school that's recruiting him really well. Uh, Miami's a school that's been kind of going all in. Some people think he might take some fall official visits or they're pushing him to take some fall official visits. Like Tennessee's a school that's been recruiting him well. I think LSU is a school that had offered him. Uh, Maybe I got that wrong, but I know there's some other schools in there that uh, are are kind of doing their homework on on Artavius Jones. Oregon offered him this summer. I mean, I I think his recruitment is going to be very interesting, but um look Miami had a really nice hit rate at on this weekend last year this final weekend last year so I, I'm optimistic that this weekend could be a, a big one for Artavius Jones in Miami and uh I would love he's one of the guys I would love to see in the class because I think in a couple of years we're going to be talking about him like 
total freak show. So uh, I, I, I like where Miami's at right now, just kind of in the summer. One guy Miami would love to hit on too is linebacker Chris Cole. He comes from Salem, Virginia, 6'3", 210. Impressive middle linebacker prospect. He's he's number 193 according to the composite ranking. At 24-7 sports, we have him as the number 65 overall player in the country. And uh, he's getting interest from Penn State, Georgia, Notre Dame, uh, the home state Virginia Tech. Also got an official visit. Uh, I believe he's he's the one that's related to Rohan Marley, yep. correct, Gabby? Yeah. yeah. So, what type of move does Miami hope to make here? Yeah, I, I think I think it's really trying to make a move on Georgia. I think that's one school that's done a really good job uh, this summer. I think they've got him down already a couple times unofficially. He took that official visit to Georgia. Um, you know, that's a, that, I mean, it's when the Bulldogs want you, it's a tough situation for kind of everyone else. Um, and I know that they've been doing a really good job recruiting him too. Uh, Miami, again, I think it's a school he really likes. He took that unofficial visit during uh, the, he took an unofficial visit during the spring. I think that uh, he walked out of that visit saying, Hey, yeah, my, he hadn't set up most of his official visits yet, but he walked out of there saying he had set up Georgia. He had set up Miami. And I do get the feeling that those are the two that are maybe, you know, closest to potentially picking up a commitment. Can Miami move the needle there? This weekend, um, I, th- I think so. I think so. But I do think Georgia is going to be hard to catch at the end of the day. Um, but again, there's a lot of family connection here. I think he has family just in the Miami area. Uh, so I-, I think that this is a great opportunity for Derek Nicholson and the Hurricanes. Um, it's also, I mean, just from a number standpoint, I think the plan, like really just from like, you know, on paper, uh, taking two linebackers is kind of just like the number they maybe want to stay at. Chris Cole would obviously uh, expand that to, to three and they're going to, uh, you know, I've said it over and over again, our, our, our Darius Hayes is another guy that they really, really like. So um, I think landing one of those two at the very least would pr- is probably the goal, the goal right now between Chris Cole and, and Hayes. Cornerback Ricky Knight out of Cardinal Newman high school in West Palm beach. Uh, he's a borderline three-star, four-star guy. He's on the four-star side of things, according to the composite this looks like a Miami, Florida State, Illinois battle. He's already visited Florida State and Illinois, so Miami gets the last shot here. Yeah, I mean Miami gets. I mean, getting the last visit here, and look, I think Miami's just been a school that Ricky Knight really, really likes. Uh, kind of going into this process, um, I, I think that this is a. I mean, I'm kind of fascinated by the cornerback board just in general. Um, just because I think that there's just a multitude of ways that this could work out. I could definitely see Miami, you know, taking Ricky Knight, like, you know, kind of moving forward with that. If this visit goes well, I think Florida state is one I'm really, really watching. And honestly, Illinois, I mean, kind of view them as like the dark horse in all of this, just because, I mean, they've done a really good job of producing power five uh, defensive backs. And again, like where's Ricky Knight just kind of in the grand scheme of things uh, for Miami in terms of their overall plans. I think he's in there. They're also chasing, you know, Jalen Hayward, uh, as we mentioned. They're chasing Sione, Sione Laule, the junior college cornerback who's going to be a, who's a 2024. Um, you know, they're chasing Ellis Robinson, the five-star cornerback. Uh, there's there, there's a few names in there, uh, but look, I, I mean, I think Ricky Ricky Knight is still in that sort of like, you know, that that tier of guys that hey, if he's ready to go, we'll take him. But um, I, I'm kind of I, I'm still in the process of figuring out where exactly things are at there from like a Miami perspective, but I lean towards the side that, uh, you know, they would probably take him if he was kind of ready to pull the trigger. Wide receiver, 
Jacory Barney out of Palmetto, Miami Palmetto High School. Uh, he's listed at six foot one sixty. He might be a little taller than that. What do you think, Abby? Yeah, I would, I would probably say I would say six one ish. Like, yeah, I would say around there. So he's a borderline three star, four star prospect according to the composite. He's on the four star side of things. Uh, he has visited Nebraska and Texas A and M. Nebraska is the leader on the 24-7 sports crystal ball. Uh, but after uh, competing at a Miami 7-on-7 tournament here on campus, what was that? I don't know, 10 days ago or so. Yeah. Um, interest from the Hurricanes have really picked up. And so uh, I think the thing to ask you here, Gabby, that's fair, is do you see this progressing to the point of Jacory getting the opportunity to commit to the Hurricanes? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think again the wide receiver room is another one that fascinates me. But I do like I do think that um, you know just kind of the way that this is progressing to me, it's trending towards, hey, we are. I know we picked it up late, but we like you, and if you're kind of ready to do this, let's do this. Uh, I do get the sense that Miami would take him if they want him. I also just. I think Miami uh, holds a lot. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's holding a lot of the cards is the right way to kind of put it. But I do think if they internally make the decision, like, hey, this is the direction that that we're going to go, they're probably going to get them. Like I, I did a right. mock class this week, and I put Jacory Varney in that uh, just because I do get the feeling that you know Miami is you know they like him. They're they're willing to take him. And again, I think now that he's taking an official visit, uh, doing all that stuff from even from Miami's perspective. Um, I think it's a tell to the interest. He's been around the campus unofficially. Again, you said he he worked at that seven on seven camp. Uh, he was just he was just like sitting around at the at the at the you know prospect camp yep. last week, David. Like he was like just sitting around the IPF, just kind of hanging out and all that stuff. He was there the day before that on an unofficial visit too. So Miami's just getting him back around uh, the campus and stuff like that. I think this weekend is maybe about showing the family like, hey, we want your son. We know we didn't recruit him super hard early, but hey, that's on us. We're doing everything we can now to kind of make up for lost time. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, as long as the family is on board, like, hey, yes, okay, we understand you want him. Let's do this. Uh, but I think otherwise, you said Nebraska was leading on the crystal ball. Like, I think he almost definitely would have would have ended up in Lincoln. Um, there's a couple other South Florida guys headed up there. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think Miami is very much in play here. I can certainly see a situation where Ja'Cory Barney's in this class uh, sooner rather than later. Kendall Jackson is a three-star uh, prospect out of Buholtz High School in Gainesville, Florida. He goes 6'4", 250. He has visited already Florida, Arkansas, and Kentucky, and Florida leads on the crystal ball. What do we need to know about Mr. Kendall Jackson? Yeah, I think this is a guy Miami's just always liked, right? Like, I, I, I feel like he's kind of a name that gets lost in the shuffle of all this, but um, you know, Miami thinks he's a great player. I think he's young for his class. Uh, I think they feel like he has a, you know, he has a lot of upside. Uh, they've always kind of viewed him as someone that, you know, really that they just like a lot. And, uh, where do I, do I know exactly where he stands in this, again, this whole big defensive line, you know, plan and, you know, everything that they want going for them. I'm not like a hundred thousand percent sure, but I, I know that they love Kendall Jackson. They always have, they, they've brought him around. Uh, a, a bunch of times. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, you said Florida leads on the crystal ball. I'll probably, I'd probably lean towards, you know, him staying home, you know, maybe playing for the Gators. 
But, um, you know, I, I think that this is a, a situation that, you know, could potentially change this weekend, depending on where Miami kind of sees him fitting into uh, where they're, where they're kind of going or where they want to go with this defensive line room. And that could be indicative of how they feel about maybe how things have gone with some of the other guys that they have on this, but yeah, Kendall Jackson, I mean, regardless of which way this goes, I think is someone that, you know, people around the program have, have always kind of been high on. So, um, you know, we'll, this is one of those things where it's just kind of, I, I don't know where this weekend goes with Kendall Jackson. Um, but I'm kind of curious to see where it all kind of falls. Safety right. Darius Morgan uh, is out of central high school in Phoenix city, Alabama. Three-star prospect, according to the composite, he has visited Florida State and Cincinnati prior to this trip down to Miami. Uh, we've talked about, you know, the cornerback board and how it's an interesting board. To be safety is also interesting because I, I think just numbers. Miami kind of needs numbers to get there over the next couple of classes. But right, Darius Morgan, enlighten us about him. Yeah, I mean, I think Miami just loves, I mean, Miami loves uh, Phoenix City, Alabama. Uh, that's a school J.B. and Cohen went to. Uh, that's a school that annually produces uh, a ton of elite talent. Uh, I think that's just a region that Miami wants to kind of have, a, 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 you know, their fingerprints on. Uh, he, he Again, he, he's a he's a back seven defender who they I, I think they feel like is, is very physical, kind of has an SEC type of build. Uh, I think they feel like he's kind of, you know, like physically mature. And, uh, you know, I think he, he fits into kind of what they want to do uh, defensively. So uh, there's not a ton of, I mean, he's not a name we've heard a ton, just kind of associated with Miami until this official visit got set up. But I do feel like uh, Redarius, he goes by Red, Red Morgan, um, is someone that I think Miami wants to kind of get eyes on, uh, kind of see him the way, you know, walks around physically, all that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, again, I, I know Zaquan Patterson is at the top of the board there. Zay Mincy's up there too. Uh, Red Morgan's, uh, you know, another one that I think is is worth doing your homework on. So, um, you know, I'm I, I'm encouraged about uh, how they feel about him, and you know, I guess you know, again, we'll see how it, how it, how the chips fall coming out of the weekend. Three star offensive lineman Zuri Madison out of Frederick Douglass High School in Lexington, Kentucky. He goes six five three oh five. He has visited Arkansas and West Virginia already. What do we need to know here? Uh, this is one of Miami's favorite offensive linemen uh, in the in the 2024 recruiting cycle. Uh, they absolutely love Zuri Madison. He's a top ranked player in Kentucky. He's been to West Virginia and Arkansas this summer. I was trading messages with him, just kind of going back and forth. Uh, you know, he's super excited to get down here to Miami. Uh, he knows how much he's wanted down here. Uh, I mean, these guys are these guys are super high. Uh, on his potential. I think they think he could be, he could potentially play center. If not, he could be a big time interior lineman. Uh, they're, they're totally fascinated by Zuri Madison. And uh, I think that again, we talked about Afua, Asendria Afua and how big that is. I think Zuri Madison just in their eyes is, 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 is maybe not just as, maybe not as big of a deal, but someone that they feel like they need to get in this class. So um he he took a he took a spring visit uh, maybe not a spring visit I think he was here for that elite prospect day in January and uh, again passed the eye test did all that stuff they went and watched him uh, practice this spring and uh, again I think they they think he's a total total dude so Zuri Madison is a uh, is definitely a name to track this weekend uh, we'll see if Miami can kind of seal the deal over a couple other of those uh, Power Five programs. 
Romanus Frederick is a West Virginia commit. Yep. He is from St. Thomas Aquinas. He's a cornerback, looks the part at six foot one sixty. Um, three star prospect. Gabby, what do we need to know here? Yeah, just committed to West Virginia. I think like over this past week, Miami's getting him down for an official visit. He camped uh, last Thursday, David. And, you know, I, I mean, I thought he was one of the most physically impressive cornerbacks out there. Um, you know, I think they like uh, the physicality. They like his kind of closeout speed. Uh, they think uh, he's not even playing a ton of receive, uh, of, of cornerback at St. Thomas Aquinas. I think he's playing mostly receiver. Uh, but I think Miami thinks that he has a, you know, incredible skill set. Uh, they think that his, he has a very bright future. They like his size. They like his length. Uh, all those things they like, again, how physical he can be. And they ple- he pledged to West Virginia. But I think if Miami presses here, um, which, you know, I, I think that there, there are a lot of people around the program who like uh, Rom- Romanus uh, Frederic. So uh, I, I think that this is going to be uh, a big visit, just kind of see where they kind of stand with him and uh, if they can pull him off that West Virginia commitment, which I think they probably can if they were to kind of press for it. Uh, I think it's telling he came and camped uh, last Thursday. So um, I think Miami has a shot. Yeah, he's been around the program a ton too. I mean, he's visited a bunch of times. Um, so I, I think this is a very interesting visit. And uh, I think especially just fresh off of a commitment uh, to go on and yeah. take another official visit. So uh, I think it also it shows how he feels about Miami. I think this is probably where he would want to be if uh, given the opportunity. And then there's a group of commits uh, going to, to take their official visits wide receiver chance robinson quarterback judd anderson offensive lineman juan manaya uh nickel dylan day and safety isaiah thomas anything notable at all with this group that you're monitoring we've talked about chance and how he's he you know prior to kevin riley committed chance was miami's highest rated commit he's been going on some visits so this will be an opportunity to keep him locked in also, I guess kicker Abram Murray can't forget him. Uh, but anything in particular with these these commits that are visiting that that you want to pass along? Yeah, nothing specifically. Uh, I do get the feel that there are maybe some schools kind of poking around with Judd Anderson. Um, I, I think they feel like he's totally solid. But even just here over the course of the podcast, just kind of trading some messages, uh, trying to figure out some stuff and. Uh, you know, it does. It, I think there are other schools that are are kind of coming around on Judd. It sounds like Pitt is one who uh, is doing plenty of homework on him. I think they watched him uh, work out during that seven on seven tournament at Georgia that I think I, I mentioned on the last podcast that we did, David. I think it was on yeah. Monday that he had a great performance at that uh, Georgia seven on seven with his with his high school team that I think they won. Uh, and then Mike Bobo worked him out just to kind of see what he was not saying that Georgia is going to recruit him. Um, but it sounds like he impressed Mike Bobo and it seems like he impressed, uh, the pit offensive staff too. So, um, Miami, again, I really get the feel that Miami is very comfortable with Judd Anderson being the quarterback of the class. Uh, you know, we talked about Trevor Jackson, that whole situation. I don't think Miami's trying to rock the boat too much with Judd because I think they feel like the further they kind of get into this process, the more schools are going to kind of come knocking. And uh, I don't think they want to give Judd any reason to kind of feel like Miami's doubting or second guessing or anything like that. So just my read right now is Miami's going to roll with Judd Anderson as the only quarterback in this class. And um, I think they feel like Judd's a hundred percent locked in, like he's going to be here. So um, that's probably the only really bit of news that's uh, notable. Kind of want to see Dylan day in person. Hope I get to get eyes on him. Um, obviously they're really excited about Isaiah Thomas. I think if they, he didn't get hurt last year, they feel like 
he would have, you know, he would just yeah. be really, really sought after. They think he's going to have a huge senior year. Uh, they're really excited about Juan Manaya. And, you know, Abram Murray is, you know, kicker of the future. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be good to get him back on campus. I'm sure Marwin, Marwin Maloof is is pumped to get his, his, his leg back. And then last thing, just when we get out of here, um, how would you boil down this, this official visit weekend? Because, you know, last weekend it was a smaller group. Uh, but but we made it clear is kind of all of, all about two guys in particular defensive tackle Justin Scott Kevin Riley uh, do whatever it takes to make sure you're either in really good standing with those guys or land a commitment and they did go out and land Kevin Riley uh, bigger group this week how would you boil it down if you were simplifying things in terms of what the fans need to watch for this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot to track. I mean, what to watch for. I think it's really, I think it's Jalen Hayward. I think he's one of the biggest names. Like can Miami kind of get him off of that? Um, I think Marquis Lightfoot and kind of cementing themselves. Into that. I think the offense, I think offensive line uh, tight end and the secondary are probably the spots that are, that are, um, you know, maybe cl- that are, that should be watched maybe the closest just because I think there are a lot, there's a lot going on. And I think there's a lot riding on, um, you know, those specific positions, you know, this weekend with some top, again, top targets, uh, potential additions uh, coming down this weekend. And then I think, honestly, I think Chance Robinson is a big one too. And, you yeah. know, making sure that he is totally on board. He's been flirting with Florida publicly. I mean, visited Penn state. I think there's something to the Florida stuff, but I think this weekend's about, you know, reminding him why he's here um, and uh, you know, potentially, getting him to, you know, shut things down and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a cane. And that's that. So I think those are maybe some of the most important things, but man, there's so much going on. I mean, 13 yeah. uncommitted or maybe what was it? 14 uncommitted uh, official visitors. There's, there's definitely a lot to track. Um, but I think those are some of maybe the, the biggest, uh, you know, storylines or, or things to follow. All right. Stay locked into inside over a busy few days here coming up from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, take advantage of that 50% off annual subscription deal that 24 seven sports is offering. Uh, the support of our listeners means the world to us. The support of our sponsors also, uh, is great. So we'll get out of here on that. And until next time, I guess we might do like an instant reaction pod to legends camp, depending on if there's enough meat on the bone to, uh, to talk about it. Um, But until next time, take care.